Hello and welcome to another episode of The Winding Stairs. I am your host, Juan Sepulveda. Today I have the privilege of coming to you with another installment of The Traveling Brothers. If you've listened to our program before, we've had some conversations in the past while traveling. And I want you to feel like you're on the road with us. We're on the road again. And today I have the privilege of being here with two amazing brothers. The first one, our conductor or driver is worshipful brother Manny Lozada. Brother Manny, how are you doing today? We're doing very well. Thank you. Um, this is a great opportunity to come to you from one of the winding roads of the state of Florida, which provides a perfect opportunity for us to have amazing conversations. I look forward to it too. And today we were doing some Masonic travel. So we were spending some time uh, doing some studying, furthering our Masonic education. And if Brother Manny Lozada was not enough, we have the best senior deacon that our lodge has at the moment. And that is Ioan Becerra. How are you guys doing? Thank you, brother, for this opportunity. Always excited to talk about masonry. So today, today's topic is we're going to be talking about investigative committees. Whenever someone shows interest in Freemasonry and they are um, found to be somewhat of a good candidate to, to petition, they're handed a petition. But that petition has to take its due course. Once it gets accepted into the lodge, uh, a few things have to happen. Among them is that it has to go through an investigative committee. So today we're going to talk a little bit about how that takes shape. And in our last meeting, we read a petition from a potential candidate and we established uh, a temporary committee. So, uh, Brother Money, what are you looking for to, to do whenever we're engaging in an uh, investigative committee? Well, I, I should... Um mentioned that we first begin with with uh, before the investigation even happens there is a a background check so from the get-go by the time we are in the investigation committee process we already know that this person doesn't have any problems with the law which is a very important so what are we looking for initially is that the person has a stable life. It's a, if it's a person that has a family, then we, we kind of look for, for a, a stability in their life that have a, a, a decent, um, stable job. That, and, and we, we talk about, and the most, this is the most important part of the investigation is that if the person has a, a significant other, we try to answer questions that the wife or girlfriend may have about our fraternity. And we also explain to them that there is a financial commitment and different things, you know, time and financial commitments. And if they have any problems with that, we try to address those those uh, questions. Yeah, that's that's very important because, of course, if you were to spend time in a new organization, well, it would be a good idea if your family is supportive of it. If they have any kind of questions about 
the intentions of the organization, about the quality of people that are going to be engaged in that organization, then if they have any doubts of whether this is a good decision for you or not, it could present some friction that gives you problems at home and then problems in the fraternity because perhaps you may not be able to progress as you want or enjoy your time in in the organization. Um, well, let's, let's first talk about the investigative committee itself because it is, it's a very, it's a very interesting dynamic. So you, as the master of the lodge, establish a temporary committee, right? Correct. And how many people do you have to uh, put in that committee? So it's a minimum of two, but normally it's three. If one of them can't, then two is okay, but normally three. And then what do they do? Um, what is their role? Specifically, the role is to uh, visit, go to go to the residence of the of the petitioner or the potential petitioner, and um, and just just look at those uh, key aspects that I mentioned earlier. Um, it, it's important for all of them to see and to to with their own perspective. To, to see how this brother or how this uh, petitioner lives, and um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. In initially, that's that's the role is to as a group of three to evaluate, and then they make a recommendation. I, I like to think about it as, for example, the lodge. Not everybody gets an opportunity to spend time with this man, so. They have ambassadors, in this case, that go and meet with this individual and come back with a report. They actually go to the, to the house of the, of the petitioner and get to visit with them, answer any questions, ask questions just to make sure that they're a good fit for the lodge. Uh, but like you said, make sure that they have a stable job, that joining a an organization like ours that requires initiation fees and dues is not going to be a financial burden for them. Um, also that it, it may give an opportunity for them to ascertain whether this individual is coming to masonry for the right purposes. Uh, in the process of making, doing questions through the investigative committee, you can, you can tell, is this a conspiracy theorist that is trying to infiltrate the fraternity in order to expose it or or try to cause trouble or is this genuinely a person that really wants to learn about masonry and things that masonry can provide value to to them so brother ivan have you been in an investigative committee in the past um i have i actually participated in uh, many investigations committee this is volunteer you know we always, uh, always try to volunteer uh, as much as I can, um, and I think as uh, as uh, active uh, brothers of your lodge, it's, it's very important to participate in this specific one because these uh, candidates at that point or potential candidates uh, eventually could become a brother. So um, I think it's a very important. Thing to do in the lodge to participate in these kind of uh, uh, committees or, or investigations. I mean, 
that's a, that's a very good point. He, he brings up um, whether this individual now is going to be part of our family. And I really like whenever I'm being part of an investigative committee or I'm voting on someone, I want to answer the question, is this someone that I would want first to spend time with? Number two, would I be able to, with what I know already about them, do I visualize them interacting with my family without me being present or without me being concerned? Like that's a very, that's a very practical visual for me. Um, if you think of a brother, you're supposed to trust a brother entirely. And the investigative committee takes the necessary steps to make sure that, okay, this is an individual that you'll be willing to, to trust in, in some way. So for me, I try to envision, is this someone that I would allow to eat dinner with my family in my home without me being there? Like imagine that's a, that's a stress test for, for that's a stress test. If there was, <laughs> if there ever was one for, in, you know, figuring out if this person, let's say this person called you and say, Hey, listen, I need to get a, I'm, I'm driving near your house and I need to get a, a tow truck. Can you, is there any way you can help me? And if you're out of the house, would you be comfortable calling your wife and saying, hey, listen, this brother is going to stop by, give him some cash, right? Yeah. So that those are the, the kind of scenarios that I, I run through my head, before, you know, whenever I'm interacting at the capacity of, um, of an investigator in an investigative committee. If you're enjoying this episode, you will love our newly redesigned website, thewindingstairs.com, where you will find free access to our entire podcast catalog. By visiting thewindingstairs.com, you will also discover our growing collection of Freemasonry-inspired art. That's right. Bring elegant artwork featuring the profound symbols of masonry to your home, office, or lodge. You'll be happy to know that we've also expanded our apparel collection to include new, discreet designs in sizes up to 5XL. We can't wait for you to see them. Support our efforts to share Masonic education and inspiration by visiting thewindingstairs.com today. Thank you. Now, I wanted to, to ask you, Manny, about whenever, whenever you have the, the task now to select uh, people to be part of the investigative committee, do you choose just anybody in the lodge or is there any restriction? Like, how does, how does that work? Uh, we, we work with, uh, what is convenient. Um, one of the things we, when we read the petition is that we, uh, we emphasize on the zip code, for example, if that zip code, uh, if there are some brothers that live in that area, well, it might be more convenient for them to do the investigation. Uh, so we mentioned the zip code where that person lives out loud and those brothers that, oh yeah, that's near my house or whatever, it's convenient for them, then they can volunteer. If for whatever reason, there's no one in that area, anyone else can, can do it. Awesome. Now, there's one thing that I, whenever I, I talk to newer brothers that are trying to be part of an investigative committee, I, I let them know, listen, you're not going to this house to try to sell them on masonry. And this is someone that's already interested in joining masonry. They've already made the decision to fill out a form. I hate filling out forms. 
So I don't do it unless I have to. Um, so they took the energy, the time to fill out a form. They've expressed that they want to join masonry. So the sale, you know, if there should never, of course, be any sale because joining masonry has to be something that's born in your heart. It has to be your own desire, your own free will and accord, if you will. Um, but some brothers forget that. And you'll have brothers that will sign up to be in the investigative committee. They go to a potential candidate's house and then they proceed to try to convince them of how amazing it is to join masonry. Personally, I think that's a mistake. You're there not because you're selling them something, but they're selling themselves as a potential member of your lodge. So the effort needs to be on the other on the other shoe. How do you tell us that you are the right kind of person to join our fraternity? So um, if you if brothers that are listening to this or watching and they're considering joining an investigative committee, just know that it rests on your shoulder whether or not you come back to the lodge with a report of whether this man should be a good candidate or not for the fraternity. Not that, hey, I convinced him. He's ready to join. That's not, it's not a sales pitch. So, yeah, and, and also, please don't tell them it's, uh, it's only two nights a month. <laughs> Because that, that is a myth. That doesn't exist. That's how you hook them in. <laughs> you hook them in. It's just two, just two nights a, a month. A couple hours. You see, but that, that's a good point. Like, for example, um, Brother Ivan, that you, you're married. And in the process, let's say you were a new potential candidate. What things would you want to your wife to know or answer, you know, questions to be answered for her to be comfortable with you joining the, the fraternity whenever an investigative committee comes to your house? Yeah. Um, well, in my case, when I was, um, uh, um, like we say, knocking doors or um, trying to get into the fraternity and I got my um, um, investigation committee coming to our house, Um, we, I, me and my wife and I never talk about it, like uh, what we're gonna say or what do you want me to ask or anything like that. So it was basically um, uh, just natural. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, her concern was uh, okay, uh, a little bit. What is this about? And um, um, when he's going to uh, the meetings and uh, meetings the uh, last. Is there any way that I can, I don't know, participate if I find it interesting in the future, something like that? But um, it is, it is, and, and, and these are our regular questions that most wives ask. Some some wives are, they, they do their job, they do the, the homework, yes, and they go through everything and they start asking you questions that <laughs> get you like a wow, by surprise, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, that's, but it's, it's, it's a few of them that they, they really look it up and, and see uh, what her husband is trying to get into. Uh, but it's very important just to to have your wife on board with you because you would need her support, definitely. Yep. A hundred percent. It's not a 50% thing. It's, it's a hundred percent support that you need from her. So it's very important that they participate as well very good point. Um, I did have an experience one time where the potential candidate 
requested instead of us, the investigative committee going over, excuse me, to his to his house. He wanted the investigative committee to go meet him at the lobby of a hotel. That was a red flag because it doesn't matter. Like, we're not looking to see if you live in a mansion. We're not looking to see if you live in a wealthy neighborhood. We're looking to make sure that you have a stable, a stable life, that you're that joining this fraternity is not going to become a burden for you financially or otherwise. So that was a red flag. And I remember bringing up the concern saying, I don't think this is the process. Uh, I think we're supposed to meet at the house. Well, we already agreed that we would meet him at whatever place. So we proceeded to actually meet this candidate at the lobby of a hotel. And we sat there with that man five minutes in. I knew. Uh, nope, that's a big no for me. This guy was shady. <laughs> He was so shady. And he really came across as someone who didn't uh, wasn't approaching the fraternity for a for a good reason. So at that point, of course, the investigative committee, they have to come back with a report. So they are the ones that basically tell the lodge, um, listen, we recommend that you accept this man because with our interactions, we've seen that he is the kind of man that we want to have in, on our, in the organization. But you can also have dissenting opinions. And I wanted to touch uh, touch back with you, Ivan, Ivan, about, uh, I said it in English. Either way. It, it felt weird to me, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, uh, in the case of um, whenever you don't all agree, there are some s certain levels of pressure that you may feel. And I, I want to hear from you. Um, For a brother, perhaps, if you were talking to a brother who is about to be in an investigative committee, um, if they don't feel comfortable, but the other members of the of the committee vote positively, how should they handle that? Yeah, uh, it happened to me. That um, happened to me a couple of times when uh, we visit this candidate, and uh, I don't feel like a hundred percent to give him the acceptance and uh, and then we talk about I talk about the other two brothers and they they say well I think it's okay you know I don't know it's not a big explanation or I think it's yeah you know I think it's okay I think it's okay I don't see anything wrong with it and uh, I think that we should be able uh, as an investigation committee three brothers uh, to have our own mind out of this mm -hmm. so um, I've talked to this well to you guys yeah and I think the conclusion is that just just take the decision that you you feel uh, more comfortable with yeah for mm -hmm. your conscience for your conscience yes for your conscience then that that's the best it's always going to give you the, the, the best answer and uh, if there is any discussion and uh, in, the, in the meeting well you can maybe say something about it but uh, uh, don't don't go with that you know like a peer pressure I know if you call it that way to okay they two say yes why well, I'm gonna say no they say yes and then just go with the flow no if you feel that it's not right maybe you're doing a favor to your to your lunch yes I mean, uh, uh, yes we need we need more uh, brothers uh, in the fraternity it doesn't mean that we have to take everybody Yeah. Right. 
So vote with your conscience will be the message. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just be sincere in the in the discussion if there is any. I like that. And in worshipful manner, in whenever the 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 committee comes back with a with a report, um, what what are you looking for in in that report? Is that you know, is there anything specific that you're looking for? You're looking for a across the board enthusiasm about it being a yes? Do you delve deeper into it? How do you handle that? By the time the report comes back, um, I'm only looking for acceptance or rejection. So you're trusting the committee to do their job? Yes. So Now, if, for example, we have two that wrote that they accept but one rejected, then that provides an opportunity for a dialogue with the brothers and maybe they can explain. Got it. But that's that's about it. It's, it's just to, to find... There's no other... There's no other, you know, dwell, delving into where he works or whatever. No, nothing like that. It's just rejection or acceptance. That's good. Now, in in... Let's say, for example, there is a disagreement among the people of whether the person seems to be a good candidate or not. How difficult would it be to get them out of the fraternity if eventually they 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 prove to have been a bad decision to accept them into the fraternity? It is very difficult. It is it is hard, huh? Yes. Does it do anything to the harmony of the lodge? It can do a lot of harm. So even it, though that. The word harm is part of harmony. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just a coincidence. <laughs> you can't spell harmony without harm. <laughs> you know, but it's true. It's like just like uh, Brother Ivan was saying, vote your conscience. Make sure that you recognize you are you are vetting an individual that now it's going to become a part of the greater Masonic family. And you want to be part of uh, guarding the, the Westgate properly in order to preserve harmony and make sure that this is a strong fraternity that moves good man to become better man in the future. And it can be, uh, you know, it's twofold, right? It can be a bad decision if you let a, a person that was not worthy of, of being a member of, a, of our fraternity, but it can also be a very good decision and that person one day can become the next grandmaster. Yeah. So... It would be a sense of pride for you to be, oh, I investigated him yeah. and look where he is now, you know. So it, it's twofold. We rather celebrate than then uh, be, uh, what is the word that I'm looking for? Yeah, uh, we'll have to remediate. Yes. <laughs> no, that's that's yes. great. Uh, Worshipful Money, thank you so much for, for being part of this conversation. Ivan, always a pleasure. And... I hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation. Uh, let me know in the comments if this is uh, a type of format that you enjoy. I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling for the rest of the year. If this is a format that, that you enjoy these brotherly conversations, just let me know in the comments. And if you know any brothers who are about to be a part of an investigative committee and you think they can benefit from this conversation, make sure to let them see this or watch it or listen to it. And I would love to hear how everything turns out. So, as always, thank you so much for being a part of the Winding Stairs. Thank you for being here with us and listening. And until next time, may your steps be firm and your path illuminated as we continue our journey up the, the Winding Stairs. stairs.